Hey, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Not much. What's going on? Um, it's been a pretty great morning because uh, Star Wars was finally released for download on uh, the Apple TV. Oh, yeah. I had a friend um, text me that he was torrenting that right now. Uh, yeah. I think it's been leaked for a little while, maybe about a week. But yeah. I, I waited for the Apple TV version that I bought, and now I've just wrapped watching every single extra feature that I could. There's at least two hours, I think. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two hours. Yeah. Extra features. It's, there's... A bunch of deleted scenes. There's a, a whole f- little extra featurette that's about an hour long of just the making of, which nice. is pretty amazing. And um, yeah, it's so fun to just have that on in the house, even in just the background. Uh, I just love love that. Yeah. What was the um, was anything interesting about the making of? I don't know anything you, you found interesting about I mean, the making of. Yeah, I, I mean, their ethos and like prioritization of practical effects and everything i mean everybody had already that was kind of like the marketing spin that you heard everywhere about it but um it was cool to see everybody in all different layers of the departments reinforce that that's what jj abrams wanted and told them but also it was just insane to see how crazy it, it i mean i just don't understand how movies like that actually get pulled off and get made because there's totally. so much freaking work involved in everything that it's just like how does this even humanly possible but um and then to pull it off in a way that like actually makes a story and a good film overall but anyway it was good yeah i highly recommend uh, checking it out sweet um, some of the deleted scenes are hilarious because they're like 50 percent of the cg is there so oh, really? it sort of just looks like somebody made a, a fan film put it on youtube <laughs> type of thing. that's really funny but i'm telling you I mean, we kind of mentioned this earlier when we were talking to ryan in another podcast like does the technology enhance an actor's ability to seem like they're acting better or are actors actually getting better at acting uh like the rest of the progression of technology and seeing some of these deleted scenes where it just wasn't polished technically like at all like i said it was like 50 percent of the way there sure like suddenly they seem like crappy crappy actors <laughs> it's just like wow this is really not given the same impact of the, oh, the, really? the delivery is just not there hmm. um so it, it kind of made me think back to that a little bit but i don't know i'm, I'm sure being an actor must be very difficult just given the you know the different situations you put yourself in you know what different situations the director puts you in um different directors i guess put you in yeah um and i don't know it's crazy uh, it's crazy to think how much trust they must have in these directors to like be acting while looking at not it's not not this wasn't in Star Wars, for example, but other films where you're literally acting and you're just looking at a tennis ball as like your frame of reference for where the actual <laughs> character is going to be once they make it out of CG. Oh yeah, and like <laughs> that, that's a lot of trust, and it's really crazy to think about um, just how they have like, uh, convinced these actors that it's you know I imagine like the well movie the actors gravity convinced could you themselves. imagine well yeah. yeah that too but like the movie gravity could you imagine like that was technical stuff that had never been done before so it's not like they had a maybe they had some proof of concepts that they, i'm sure they had something that they could show and be like this is what it's going to look like but right i mean that most of that is just like their face and then their entire bodies were cg so it's like, yeah trust us no your body's gonna it'll be fine we know what you would move like so don't worry we'll get your body um later 
like seriously uh that would be pretty insane yeah but, you just have to you just have to know oh i'm working you know i'm working for a good director he i trust him he's gonna be great or she's gonna be great and but you know every director not every but many directors have their misses and it's just like you really hope that this isn't one of them well and that and i guess that's just when you just have to do your best and like hopefully and if it doesn't turn out well then maybe you don't work with that director again yeah And, and i think that's exactly how a lot of actors end up being um in films and you're just like why did they why did they even commit to this project you know, I bet it was it just is, totally... Well, it is interesting thinking that, like, movies... On some level, almost every movie is, like, a crapshoot. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, uh, we don't know how this is going to happen. It's just one thing. They have one shot to, like, get this thing right, and then they put it out. Uh, and then if it's good, it's good. And if it's bad, it's bad. And that's yeah. it. Uh, except that in George Lucas's case, you get, you know, two shots to make a movie... <laughs> And then, because the first one wasn't good enough, so you need to remake three of the, you know, add some more stuff, and then re-release it. And then it'll be better. But not even just the the actual quality of the film, but just the marketing behind it has to be on point. Because you could have an amazing film and then have it fall flat, because kind of like the Steve Jobs one did. It made, like, no money, um, but it was a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, Aaron, that's okay. Aaron Sorkin was writing it, so I kind of felt like I wanted to avoid it. Yeah, that's fair. It was because I don't like his writing. Yeah. But um, um, anyway, so other than that, though, I've been just been playing with the D5. I have the Nikon D5 here, trying to get it dialed in to where I can shoot with it tomorrow at a wedding. So nice. I'm going to, I will say, the hundred and how many? Hundred and, uh, gosh. 53 focus points 153 focus points so is the actual focusing area any different than the 750 or whatever uh no listen to that it's pretty sweet Uh, no it's still the the same like cluster it doesn't apparently it's not technically possible to cover the entire frame of a full frame uh, SLR with focus points. It has to be clustered in like the center region. But um, oh man, the 3D tracking is very fluid. It's pretty much 100% real time, following everything. Like, you you were on. mentioning that uh, the autofocus in general is like very significantly better than. Uh, I think so. I mean, I haven't been through a full wedding with it yet, so right. we'll know once I have a full day in multiple environments and different lenses and all that. And then finally look at, you know, thousands of images to compare to. Right. I really don't want to make any calls right now, but I will say, holy crap, the ISO is just, I thought for sure when I first tried boosting it, I thought for sure that I hadn't turned off the, uh, the noise reduction oh, really? you know, built in, but it was off. I mean, it bl- was blowing me is blowing my mind and uh way better than i've seen on any any other nikon camera or the uh the, even the sony cameras didn't it really seem like it was just killing it yeah so <clears throat> again full wedding will be more uh more telling and what's able to do it is cool. a gigantic freaking camera though like it is just <laughs> so massive um yeah, i shoot all day huge. with the yeah i shoot all day with a gripped d750 anyway but um 
And maybe with the two batteries in that, with one in the grip and one in the body, it's about the same weight as this, but I think this weighs a little more too. Gotcha. Unfortunately. But it does, it's so balanced. I mean, it is really great. So I'm going to give it a shot, see how it goes. I'm going to miss the flip out screen, but um, you know, I keep forgetting it even has like touch screen abilities. Oh, it does? Nice. Yeah. It's supposed to like, you can like swipe through your pictures like on a cell phone. I like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But I mean, it's also just as easy to hit, hit the knob. Yeah, the, but hit the, the button, you know, them. knobs knobs are out. Uh, touch Damn. screens are in. Sam <laughs> switches around. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So that's been that's been fun. It's been uh, yeah, nothing too crazy going on though. How about you? Any... Um, not not too much is going on. I'm, get, I'm getting ready. This week was a little bit more chilled out. Um, but next week, actually, the next two weeks, I'm pretty much got a full schedule of events that i'm shooting actually i don't nice. have any wedding i think i might shoot a wedding with you next weekend um mm-hmm. but otherwise i'm i've got like basically a shoot every other day for the next two weeks uh two nice. two and a half weeks which is cool but you know i'm just it's gonna be a lot of work <laughs> you sound really excited <laughs> I, it's just gonna be a lot of work and i would much rather just be you know shooting something shooting like a little bit less but that's all good you see my nice fancy t-shirt yeah it says dodge and burn um (laughs) now why do you have that shirt on sam because i i enjoy dodging and burning i think uh i I support it it, actually doesn't it make you less of a photographer yeah i think it can i think it makes it makes what you do in your creating of an image less about photography and more about something else so yeah, we can talk about this. Uh, Sam and I had a lively discussion about this uh, a couple of days ago over burgers. And yes. um, you know what's funny about that? Oh I had my. just eaten Taco Bell on the drive down before I decided to go ahead and get a burger. Also <laughs> with you, uh, I was like, I'm full of Taco Bell, but it's Elevation Burger. I'm going to go ahead you and have, have to get it. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Nothing wrong so, with a little Elevation. Um, yeah. So. I brought up that you brought up dodging and burning, making you less of a photographer on Facebook. Facebook ignite. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> face, Facebook. Book. Um, uh-huh. Igniting a, a flame war. Hilarious. You, Hilarious flame war. <laughs> and I and to which I said, Sam, you idiot! Why did you start a flame war on your Facebook page? And you said that you didn't intend to, <laughs> and I said you could have worded that any other way, and it would have not ignited a flame war. I didn't say I didn't intend to. I knew exactly what I was mm-hmm. doing. Definitely. Okay. I mean, yes. All right. So the twice now, I've said something pretty much along the lines of the more you dodge and burn, the less uh, you are a photographer. And the phrasing it that way, I knew full full well that the the less you are part of that was going to be perceived as I was saying it was a bad thing or a negative thing. There was thing. no other part, though. What do you mean? No other it part. It wasn't like, makes you less of a photographer, but that's actually not that bad of a thing. Or... Well, it makes I you elaborated. Less... So this is, the, this is how you start getting people's attention on the internet, though. Mm-hmm. Right? It's to make broad generalizations that, like, you know, are going to pull someone in hopefully not upset them too much, but like just get the conversation going. Okay. And, 
you know, and I did say it makes you less of a photographer and more of dot, 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 something else. So I did say more of. Oh, okay, and I didn't, I literally just have no idea what that more of would be called. In my mind, the anything that you do post, you know, image shutter click is, um, is more of something else and less of actually doing photography, right. whether it's, and I'm using dodge and burn as kind of a catch all for, for anything in post-processing all the way down to compositing and, and stitching and, and swapping out skies and everything that's done in post. So I think it's really interesting now that digital, uh, you know, has allowed for just insane levels of manipulation after the fact that never existed before yeah. some did but many didn't uh it's it's interesting to think about where that line is drawn now where are you you know are you looking at a photograph or are you looking at like a really good edit of a photograph or are you looking at a digital composite that's just art right <laughs> like, and, and there's nothing else to call it other than that like uh, that's where i thought it was interesting to start um thinking and of course if I, I mean, sure, I could have like maybe paraphrased this in like a nice, nice little tidy paragraph, and maybe a conversation still would have started. But part of me also just likes to see how discussions unfold on the internet because I think true. it's really fascinating. Um, you know, as long as things don't get personal, that's what I hate is when people just start making like a personal attack. And yeah, I'm just like, like, you must be an idiot because you don't you dodge <laughs> and burn, or like you don't dodge and burn. And so, yeah. I, well, and I part of the it. reason I put it on my on my personal Facebook page and not my business page is because I figured the people that took the time to actually friend me, uh, other photographers, that's like, they must really know my work and know that of course I dodge and burn. <laughs> and I'm not, I mean, I'm not calling myself, uh, I, not a photographer. I'm just saying it's, it, maybe it's something, maybe I'm better at something else in the editing world than I am at actually making a picture. I don't know. Um, and just where is that line now and how do you draw it? And how do you, the problem, I, it really weighed on me mostly thinking about like people that attend workshops where when all you see is the end result and you don't know that much about photography or you don't have a, that much experience and all you see is this end thing and you're like, man, that he's such a good photographer or she's such a good photographer. Um, that may not be the case. It may be that they're actually really good at something else after the fact. And there's no sure. way to distinguish that. It's not like you can tag your picture or some, somehow have it be known the work that was done to it after the fact. And, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I just, uh, <laughs> unfortunately people didn't pick up on the fact that I wasn't saying it was a bad thing or I wasn't saying that I, I, I don't do it myself. Um, but, you know, as any conversation on the internet does, it always kind of uh, whittles down to one thing. Any conversation about photography, you know, always comes back to, well, you know, Andal Adams did it, so. Well, I <laughs> guess. Like, yeah. I he mean. Did, uh, actually, he didn't do a lot of his own editing. Someone else did. But that doesn't even matter. It's just really annoying <laughs> that people just, <laughs> you know, pull out the most famous photographer in the world as some sort of, like, weight to their to their perspective. And it just has zero, in my opinion. Yeah, every so. photographer is totally different. Um, you know, what... And the thing is... So my, my point was that photography is not just making a... It, it, it's the... I guess it's... Photography is not just about pulling the image in. It's also being a good photographer, I think, means that you edit well and you, you know, connect with your clients well and, um, and you do all sorts of other things like dodging and burning that don't, 
you know, that aren't click, you know, pointing and clicking. Yeah. And so well, it, um, I think that that's part, you know, that's why I was like, oh, well, I don't really, I don't really know if I agree because being a photographer, like it doesn't make you less of a photographer to manipulate your images after the fact. If not, it just makes you a better photographer if you know how to manipulate your images better mm-hmm. than the other guy after you take them. Um, but I guess, so you, so what do you mean, like, so can you elaborate a little bit more about, like, what you think is the job of a photographer versus, like, somebody that maybe edits well? I think the job of the photographer is everything uh, that goes on before it, you know, up until it hits the sensor, the light hits the sensor. And there are, it's all photography, but there are other jobs that are not be, that's not being a photographer that goes into the, what you see as the end result. And mm-hmm. it parallels pretty nicely with what I had mentioned yesterday about, uh, you know, bands and musicians and music and how a band goes into a recording studio to make an album. A okay. producer produces, an engineer engineers, a mastering engineer does the mastering, and you get a record that is music. It's all under the music umbrella. Right. But you don't think of the musicians, the the people that ever say it's just a one man band and he plays all his own instruments and does all his own, uh, you know, singing and whatever. Um, you don't call him a producer and you don't call him a mastering engineer. Someone else takes that um, and and takes that core starting point of the recordings, however they were done, and then. D- you know, polishes it and, sure. and does something that's a separate skill to create the end result being music. And, um, you know, I, I just think that that kind of parallels nicely with what you see in photography where, you know, it's not necessarily, you're not doing the craft of being a, a photography when you're sitting there, like dodging and burning the crap out of something in a way that like, 90% of the time is done very, very poorly. But even if it is really done well, you're, you're, you're doing something else. You're manipulating it in a way that I think is just different. So um, more along the lines of almost being an illustrator or gotcha. somebody that can draw, sketch, paint, whatever. Um, which is one of the reasons I, I, I have an opinion on it to begin with. Like, I cannot draw, I cannot sketch more than a freaking stick figure. And that's one of the things I, and I'm sure many, many people, especially people that are more science oriented to begin with, appreciate about photography. It gives you access to create something that's a visual art, a visual result, and allow you to participate in that world where without you, you would be hopeless. You can, right. Same here. You, <laughs> yeah. You can kind of learn how to draw, but there's, it's some, some part of it needs to come just naturally and intuitively. And, um, I think you get photographers that, that, that other side of their brain is really developed because they are actual illustrators, graphic designers, or whatever, and they can push those pictures even further because they can so skillfully do dodging and burning and other things that work that other. Uh, sorry about the dog. Yeah, Mr. Pops is learning. He's coming into his own. That's cool. He barks at everything. You can see behind me I've got my... Uh, I, I got, see that. Steinway yeah. is passed out on my couch, uh, which is not cool, not kosher, not allowed. <laughs> But am I gonna look at her? She's she's like a little cherub. Aww. She's 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 so quiet she's and serene so right now. Um, but <laughs> I, so you're saying, in so the thing is, in the past, even film. So my point is, 
even film photographers back in the day, they did the job of editing, you know, their own images as well. They take mm-hmm. photos, they look at, it, they mess with it in the darkroom, dodge and burn, and then they send it out to, you know, make prints and everything. Of course. So musicians record their own music and and do every layer of it. Right. Themselves. Yeah. So I guess sometimes editing is you're saying so you're trying to separate the the aspect of photography uh, and separate the editing from that and call those yeah. two separate things and mm-hmm. so that less when you're saying you make dodging and burning makes you less photographer you're just saying it makes you less photographer more of an editor uh, absolutely or something like that. And it, but everything exists on a spectrum. There's always a balance. Some photographers, it's more about the editing than it is the, the, the them as a photographer and their abilities outside of the the dark. I know room. that's me. <laughs> but <laughs> and then for other photographers, it's much much less about the editing ever, and it, everything is just done um, before. And so, of course. And there's no like right or wrong way. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's it's less of photography and more of, of something else right. like editing. Or, but the other thing you know. though is that we're taking this from a wedding photographer's perspective, from like a mm-hmm. you know a fashion photographer's perspective, for instance. Like, yeah, you get everything, you do everything sort of in camera, right? In as it as it happens. But then you send it off, and like it gets edited to all manner of anything change yeah of course it gets completely changed and at the end you are presented with an image that the photographer took an editor edited and designer like cropped or uh, something. half the time someone else lit the photo which sure. is a, another really interesting thing to think about like are you really doing the craft of photography if you're not even lighting your own pictures <laughs> i guess anyway. well then maybe maybe we should say i mean there's a director of photography that takes the yeah. that that tries to make an image and that uh, from start to finish they have like a vision for something and mm-hmm. so that's kind of my other thing is like I don't know. I could bring in my own epic photographer, you know, Annie Leibovitz, right? She, mm-hmm. she like makes these crazy, crazy images. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure what goes on after she snaps a photo, but I also know that a lot. Wh- whatever she <laughs> wants, lot. she gets. Um, right. And so her, she has a vision, right? She mm-hmm. has this idea that she wants to pull off. And I guess the same can be said for portrait session. Like, during the wedding day, you have a, you, you come up, you know, you're, we're walking around trying mm-hmm. to find something cool. And eventually you happen upon something that looks interesting and you put the couple in front of them, you pose them, you have a vision for like what that will look like. Mm-hmm. And you know, based on how you edit, how that image is going to come out at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I still kind of call that whole process, including editing the the act of photography okay. and you have to be a good photographer to come up with the vision and, you know, necessary to capture a good image and have the technical ability to actually execute your vision and deliver something that looks really good. Totally. I think that's totally fair. I mean, I'm not trying to say it's not photography anymore, except that even then I, I, 
there may be a line that gets crossed where it is no longer photography. Like, where do you draw that? And, and if you want to say, well, you know, as long as you're not doing anything more than manipulating the, the brightness and darkness of certain areas of the pictures, then it's still photography. But like, mm-hmm. why, why is that? Is that just some arbitrary spot that we are now saying that's enough? Or hmm. is there an actual justification for that? Why, why not saying, well, you know, but if you want to swap out the sky or remove the tree or bring in a different tree from a whole nother photo, like, then that's still fine too. Why, why, I just maybe... feel like I need to look up the definition of photography. Well, it does. I think I did at one point. I think it does say something about darkroom and stuff, but that's where I think it gets interesting in that nowadays it's, it's not a well here yeah See, just the art or process of producing images by the action of radiant energy and especially light on a sensitive <laughs> surface okay uh, the art of okay the art or process of producing images so a photographer in this definition which is merriam webster is a producer of images not Produce. a picture taker oh okay uh, well that's interesting not then. solely <laughs> a picture taker i guess but I just think it's really cool to think about this day and age that maybe the definition of what a photographer is um, is is no longer understood or agreed upon. And kind of like well, that's people, definitely true. <laughs> people freaking, you know, think about an iPhone. Like, what do you call... Everyone calls it a phone. Everyone calls the iPhone a phone. Right. But you, you bring this device back... 10, 20 years when a phone was literally just a device that you called another person on. And I don't think anybody would call it a phone. It's just kind of evolved to the definition of phone means something else now than it used to. And uh, that's, that's just due to the evolution of technology and the fact that the iPhone does like, you know, hundreds of thousands of different features, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, being a traditional phone. And I just think it's cool to think about. Uh, how photography might be changing along with um, uh, all sorts of other crafts <laughs> uh, uh, other than just photography where is it really photography anymore in a traditional sense or is it kind of something else and um, I, yeah I don't know so uh, side note definition of phone is a speech sound considered as a physical event without regard to its place in the sound system of a language Oh, that's bizarre. <laughs> so I think that, dictionary. that means that's Merriam-Webster. That I think that Webster can be wrong <laughs> or definition define things in a really confusing Just way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so anyway, I think I'm trying to look up photography on Urban Dictionary and see if I find anything interesting. Oh yeah, no, there's great stuff on here. Look it up online, people. Um, yeah. So we'll link in the show notes. I think no, probably not. I don't know. I, I so we're so we're both in agreement though that the definition of photographer is changing. Um, yes, I mean yes, and and I think it's it's really frustrating for people to compare what happens now in photography to mm-hmm. what happened before uh, now, <laughs> um, mostly. I'm alluding to like film and, and I, uh, I sort of agree with you, except that def- except that digital photography. Okay. Digital photography, when it first came out was functionally identical to the way that you take film 
you, that you make film yeah. photographs mm-hmm. as well. It's, it's the same, pretty much the exact same camera structure. Same, yep. the same type of light comes through the same type of lens. It, it just hits speed, a different aperture ISO. Yeah, totally. Except mm-hmm. just hitting physical chemicals. It hits uh, sense photosensitive physical pixels pixels um so so definitionally i don't know they they're 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 the same in that regard and sort of how you make them um but i do agree that i don't know i was just having a discussion with some friends the other day where i was saying they were asking me like how do you deliver portraits and i'm like well if i was back in the film days like i would have probably I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I never really shot film. Definitely not professionally. But, like, they, you know, you gather, you shoot the images, you do the shoot, uh, you go through them, you basically give them, like, a huge list of proofs. And Mm -hmm. they pick which ones they want, and then you go through the darkroom and you edit those. Um, Same deal, kind of, like, with how I do it, except, you know, we don't have to do a huge proof sheet necessarily. I mean, if it's for portraits, I probably will, but... um, Sure. But like for for a wedding, you take the photos, you call them, you edit them, you deliver them. All it's all done digitally, mm-hmm. um, and it's so fast and so easy. Um, I don't know. I I I think that it is changing. How, like the definition of what it means to be a photographer now versus a photographer in the seventies or eighties. Definitely, it's different. And the barrier yeah. to entry is certainly. I, I hope it is because I think that is how you progress and absolutely open new frontiers for work. And and so it is really frustrating that people cling to uh, arguments that probably had more relevance back when film was a thing, and all you had was your camera and your darkroom and right. all that stuff. Now it's it's not really like that. I think, but. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know that we have much. I don't know that I have much more to say. I feel like at least that's another frustrating part about the internet. I cannot participate in an argument and oh, like express myself using words on through a keyboard as well as I can talking. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, I hate that. I hate that limitation. I really regret not being a better English student instead of just. <laughs> actually sleeping through most of my English classes. <laughs> oh, man. Were you an English major? No. No. Computer science. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking about uh, you know, the classes everybody takes in English. And stuff. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, I didn't do well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, the, inter- the internet is a horrible place, uh, <laughs> and I try to stay away from it. Just kidding. It really um, is. If nothing else, I feel like the internet proves that uh, humans are inherently flawed and bad. <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. little, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I'm mainly, I'm just, I'm very interested. I have uh, in, in, I'm very interested in the direction that photography is going. Um, I don't know if you, uh, I'm a little bit connected. Well, we're both pretty much connected with the the computer world as well and um the oculus rift and steam vive came out well I last guess, week yeah they right? start they started yeah. shipping them and stuff oh by the way i did place a reservation for a tesla 3 <laughs> i knew you would see i know uh, I, I i really wanted to do that too 
Abby was uh, like, no. A thousand bucks, but it's, uh, and ah, it's my concern. Fine. You can, it, you can cancel it. You can, no, yeah. And my concern was uh, mostly related to, like, I really wanted a Tesla for the longest time, but I just, it's never some, no practical use where I live because there aren't enough charging stations, but they're literally doubling the number. Yeah, they're going to double. So I'm hoping by when it finally rolls off the assembly line, end of 2017, there will actually be enough for it to be a, a practical car to have Absolutely. here in Maryland and DC. But we'll see. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath too hard, but it is an amazing looking car. It looks like, pretty cool. Um, pretty, pretty freaking rad. Having been, having done a test drive in the, like the real deal model S, uh, yeah, model S. Um, I'm a little bit worried about the dashboard situation that they got going. So they, they've changed the dashboard to be everything is in the center of the yeah. ca- car. There's no instruments, uh, at all in the, dash in front of you so you I saw that is glance to your right to check your speed and stuff it should be i don't know it should be but it's, sh- it's shipping with the autopilot yeah i know i'm, I'm just like i'm i gotta have it i, I think it. just so you know the tesla everyone listening tesla is the best car that i've ever driven in my entire life and i will <laughs> i it, it it blew away every other car that i've ever driven by so far a margin that like I almost put down money on it, like as I was like leaving. I was like, "Tell me about financing." Oh gosh, um, yeah. And Abby but was like, "Let's leave um, before I can put money down." It's interesting that they they put more on the center console, but actually, it's now 15 inch screen instead of 17. Yeah, it's a but smaller it's, screen, but it's landscape orientation instead of portrait, which yeah, maybe I think that's maybe smart. better. Although I really loved that screen. Oh god. The screen in the Model S is just <laughs> Taking unbelievable. You back. Was it a like perfectly sunny day? You have the windows down. Was it a describe some of your favorite parts of this test drive? I'm curious. Uh, well, it was actually a date that Abby took me on. We got dressed up uh, oh. in like an. I put on like a nice suit. And Abby put on a nice dress, and we went in there uh, just for fun. And um, she was like, "I was like, all right, er, er, let's see." I woke up and I was like, all right, we're going, I got a surprise for you. And I was like, what? She was like, going to drive a Tesla. And I was like, wow, sweet. So we get there, the manager walks up to us and he's like, really nice. And talks to us about the car. We go into the garage and like, you know, the handle door handles pop out when we approached it. And oh, oh, just as you walk up, as you just, walk up, it just uh, pops out. Can't you link it to your phone as yeah, well? You can do everything from phone. I think. Oh my gosh, that's it. Also, that's my it dream. doesn't start. It just it doesn't have an on-off switch or anything like that. It's just ready just to go whenever get you get in. in. Yeah, I mean, it's one hundred percent silent. It's just right? well, and this is what I'm talking about in terms of like the innovations that could be seen in that could be made in photography, the photography oh, yeah. world. Totally. Are those ver- those types of innovations like Elon Musk is doing? Like, oh, it doesn't it has a motor, but it doesn't have an engine. So there's no gear shifting system, so the entire center console of the car is it's not just necessary. Empty. So it's there's not nothing. Yeah. So That's... in the back seat there's no hump. Is there an so, emergency brake? I think so. Yeah, there's there's gotta be okay. an emergency brake. Yeah, there's an emergency brake. Did you know the emergency brakes aren't actually intended to be used to stop the car in an emergency? What are they used for? 
not that. I, I can't exactly remember. I think they're just meant to, they're not actually designed to be able to stop the car, bring it to a halt um, if your actual foot brakes go out. They're meant to, like, mostly, I think, protect against uh, the car drifting if you're on a hill and you're, yeah. you get put into neutral or, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a very concerning fact to learn that they're not actually made to be able to bring the car to a stop if you're at full speed. Yeah. Uh, I suppose this, they can, but they're not, that's not like a spec that they're required to hit. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's comforting. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to interrupt your, your story. All I'm, about saying, this all I'm saying is that, you know, there's no, tr- there's, there's no engine. So there's two trunks, you know, yeah. uh, there's no, um, there's no sound of the car except for the wheels turning. Um, so what I would be, I think, most interested in getting a, a peek at or a feel for is the, the no transmission shifting, no gear shifting. It, it just, just goes, goes. Like, that just doesn't compete in my mind and at all. And it's, it's, the experience it's like, of it moving from, like, so we, we went out on the highway. So we were, we were in the D.C. location. We were driving around. Then we hit the highway. We hit 395. And he was mm. like, we got on like the on central and he was like, okay, okay, slow down. And I was like, okay. And so I was like slowing down a little and I hit like 20 miles an hour and then he's like, okay, gun it. And so I just hit it and the thing just pinned all of us immediately <laughs> to the back of our seat, like faster. The thing is like, there's no latency between when you press the throttle wow. pedal That's cool. and when you move. And so it just, it feels weird. And so, it must be just like you're 100 percent connected to yes, the car. You like feel you like just, everything you do is instant. But that's cool. The interesting things about the Tesla are the little things, like the fact that you can modify how tight the steering wheel handling is just by pressing a button. And, oh, that's cool. And it changes to like sport it's, mode. It's so frustrating because stuff like that could be implemented on it in could cars be now. Implemented in anything, and yeah. that's and that's kind of my frustration with. <laughs> with cameras is that like i feel like there's a lot of things that are easy to do now that are not happening well yeah it's it's well eventually it's gonna have to i mean sony is sweeping even though i think it's hilarious to shoot sony uh, i think it's a great great solution for most hobbyists maybe professionals in certain limited uses but uh anyway um and that's yeah they are they're at least taking a significant uh they're capturing enough of the market that Nikon and Canon, they're going to be forced to respond. They have to innovate you at know, some point. You gotta love, you gotta love capitalism, competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that that's the reason for it, and and I hope it doesn't. It's not too late for Nikon or Canon. I, I'm I'm thinking Canon is sitting on the Mark III refresh for so long because they're developing such a new. They better be system for hopefully autofocus and and everything else. Uh, that's my hope. I can't imagine why. I mean, the Mark III is now almost like a five-year camera or something. I think so, camera. Yeah, you may be even older. It's crazy, but yeah. Well, uh, cool. Yeah, I have a wedding tomorrow, and uh, I think that's probably as good a place as any to wrap this. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's not that old. It's March, March twenty twelve. Um, so twelve three. Oh, that's when it was announced. Oh, okay. So that's way it's way that's newer than I thought. Four it would years be. old. Still, four year old technology. I mean, it's come too on. it's too old. Yeah, too old to begin the training. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna go uh, finish watching The Force Awakens yet again. Nice. I think I might wish just... watch Empire Strikes Back while I'm editing today. That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so you got a wedding tomorrow? 
Did you know Empire Strikes Back was actually like not people weren't crazy about it when it first came out? Yeah, I know. I mean, I, it's it's still honestly, it's my call me Don't crazy. Keep... It's my least favorite Don't... of the three. What? Which what? It doesn't. That, that's, that's insane. I, they, that's... It's not even fair to call it least favorite. It doesn't even make sense. The you thing is, Return of the Jedi is my favorite, but it's also because it's the one that I saw first, and it has the most space battles. So. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. And the freaking uh, speeders and the or not speeders, but whatever the like kind of motorcycle style things in the redwood forest. That was one of my favorite uh, scenes of yeah, all time. Yeah, speeder bikes. Speeder bikes. So yeah. I want to say two things though. I've actually never understood why. I think one of the reasons Empire was like one of my all time favorite movies was because the bad guys won. There was no yes. There was no happy ending. I and agree. One uh-huh. of the reasons I truly believe that like Game of Thrones is such a success in the way that it is is that they kill off characters that like are the show. They just like yes. nope, you're gone. And it's so crazy to think that you just never ever see a movie, uh, especially one that's not in like a sequel where the expectation is that it'll get resolved, but where just literally the the bad guys win. That's I don't think. part of the Do reason you? that I am annoyed with Marvel movies right now is because the plot is the same in every single one i mean if you if you think about it like and i sorry to burst everybody's bubble here but like that's the case where it's like the good guys come in and then they like try to form up together and then they get beaten down and then they succeed in the end every time that's the plot of every single one of those movies and so i'm frustrated that and so that that's also why i like game of formula keeps working risky Yeah, I don't. Dude, and you know what? That's interesting too. It's like uh, supply and demand, I guess, kind of. Where like in Game of Thrones, you have you have all these great characters, and you want to root for them, but they keep getting killed off, and you have. But all that's these people. the genius. It yes. always leaves you wanting more. Exactly. That's what I was so, getting to. It's like supply yeah. and demand. We have all the characters. You. You want them to succeed? Well, they're not gonna. Or maybe they will. <laughs> you know, like I, don't I, know. I would just love to see a movie where like th- it ends up the bad guy comes in and and all the good guys are just dead, and then it's just like credits. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no anticipation of a scene. It's just done, and that's it. I think that would be so funny. There must be a movie uh, out there like that. I'm gonna try. To there find must one. be. Yeah, but. Who knows? Um, all right. Well, it's as good a place as any now for real to stop the podcast. So okay. uh, until next time. Uh, yeah. This is uh, Nathan and, and Sam signing, signing off. Signing off.